Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. This is Penny Sansevieri and my awesome co-host, Amy Cornell. And we're in the midst of December, and it's such a <clears throat> it's such a crazy time for everybody I know. And, and we're already starting to think about the new year. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and you haven't published a book yet. And you're thinking 2022 is going to be my year, or maybe you have another book coming out. And so we're, we're dedicating this podcast. It, the, the title of the podcast is a little bit of a buzzkill, Amy. Say. <laughs> um, but how a publisher can kill your success is a real thing. And we're, we're going to break down some, just some thoughts that Amy and I have. And as you know, we have, we have many opinions about some, sometimes I talk to authors who found us on via the podcast and they'll say like, I really like your opinions on such and such. I'm like, oh, that's really good. Cause aren't we have very strong opinions about things when we talk about publishing and what to do and what not to do. But, um, I wanted to thank everybody who has reviewed the podcast, uh, written us with show ideas, we love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts, and we have a promotion going on right now. If you review the show, um, send us, let us know that you reviewed it, and send us your address, and I will send you a decal. Ask me about my book, which these they're really really cool decals. So we have a promotion going on right now. Send that over. Uh, send over your your review and your mailing address, and I'll get you a sticker in the mail. We're not always we're not asking for good reviews, even though I listen to podcasts. A lot of times they say, "Leave us a five star review on iTunes." We all love five star reviews, but we all love the reviews. Really help listeners find the show. So this podcast this this whole topic about publishers is a big deal, and I'm so glad that we're doing a podcast on this topic. And let me say up front, this, this show is not about to about bad-mouthing publishers, rather to consider this more of a guide to help you decide what publishing options are best for you. Because right now, I mean, the good news is authors have a lot of choices. The bad news is there is a lot of confusing choices out there. And there are a lot of bad publishers out there. I mean, I talked to an author the other day and she admitted up front she said she knows that the publisher is has a bad reputation but she wants to keep the rights to her book which is not actually an accurate statement i mean just in terms of her reasons for wanting to keep her book rights and we'll break this down in this episode too yeah and to your point a lot of authors you know, what I see a lot is they have this set path they follow from, okay, first I have the book idea, then I write it, then I release it and all this stuff, but they don't realize how much their publishing choices can affect the future viability for their book. You know, they're, they're trying to check all the major things off the list, Penny. And I totally get that. You know, it's a lot to manage, especially if it's your first book, making sure all your T's are crossed and I's are dotted. So I can understand whether like get publisher, and then you can kind of compartmentalize all of that production stuff in one place. And it can seem really lucrative or, like I said, the easy way to get the book out because they just kind of handle all the things. But it's typically not the case. It's not the lucrative or easy way out when it's time to actually start getting the book in front of readers and deciding on ways you can promote it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to me, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think the issue for a lot of authors is that they want the cachet of having signed with the publisher, regardless of who that publisher is. And I think that it's very easy to get caught up in the excitement of it all, but really it's important to remember that this is a business decision. And as such, 
you need to make sure that the publisher is doing the best work for you. Absolutely. So it's more than just signing with the publisher. I mean, this is a business deal between you and whoever is producing your book. So let's discuss the different types of publishers out there because this can also get confusing. And I know we've talked about um, publishers before. So some of this, but it was in a much earlier episode. Um, so you have indie or self-publishing companies and Kindle Direct Publishing is a good example of that. Another would be like a universe or book baby. Some will charge a fee. Some will design your book cover and do book layout, um, et cetera. Okay, Penny, can you talk about what hybrid publishers mean? Because I think that's where a lot of a lot of authors that at least come to talk to us, they kind of fall in that pocket of, of hybrid publishers. And I know they can't possibly all be created equal. No, that's very true. So hybrid publishing is an interesting mix between KDP and trade and a trade publishing house. Whereas they may charge you to publish, but they'll also do a certain number of things to help you sell your book. And that's really key because you need to know what they're doing and get it in writing, because if it's not in writing, it probably won't happen. And I think that it's worth mentioning if you're as you're considering a publisher that you need to interview any um, that you need to interview prospective publishers, meaning speak with them, ask good questions, and we'll talk about some of those questions um, later on in this episode. But also look at the books that they published, look at their covers, look the books up on Amazon, and then go a step further and Google the authors to find out what their experience with that publisher has been, because authors are always willing to share their insights into things that they've done, people they've worked with. So that's that's a really good model. And the reason that you want to do that is because you want to try to unearth any problems that maybe follow that publisher before you sign on the dotted line. And one of the reasons that you want to look at the book covers that they have produced. So, and, and I, I don't want to get too far off track, Amy, but I just want to mention that um, it is, it, if you see a publisher, for example, and I've had conversations with authors on this, where they've talked to a publisher, they're set on a publisher, they don't like the book covers that that publisher has done, but they assume that they're going to do a better job on their book. And I can tell you right now, if you don't like, like if the first step in this process is you're, as you're looking at this publisher and you're looking at their book covers and you don't like them, you're probably not going to like your cover. Um, so that's something that's, that's really important to add to the mix. And Amy, would you say that one of the biggest issues we face with authors, regardless of who they have selected to publish their, to publish their book is access and control of their book. Isn't that right? Oh yeah, absolutely. When authors contact us about a marketing collaboration, I always figure out who they've published with or how they're publishing, what their timeline is, things like this, because it all matters. And who they choose to publish with or their publishing you know, route that they're taking definitely affects our ability to assist in what we're able to do, what we're able to offer, um, how many channels we can potentially use for them, things like that. So and, you know, with some publishers, it, it sadly, there's, there's not as much that we would like to do that we, that we can follow through with, which is a real bummer. Cause typically that's why that author is reaching out because they already feel like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, but it's not just about us and our ability to do things. It's what's more important. It's about 
your access to your book. So yes, it's a bummer for us when we don't have full access to a book and to be able to do all the things we'd like to do. But it's more of a problem that you don't have access to your book as an author because our access is essentially a reflection of your autonomy over your work and what you can do to make your book a success, what you're going to be doing for your book a year from now even. You know, this is definitely um, a long-term consideration as well. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, one of the workarounds for the control, you know, for that control piece, which is a big deal, is to publish your ebook straight to KDP. So um, you have, you know, so you have access to it. And essentially what that means is, is that you're giving the publisher rights to publish the print book, but, but you're keeping the ebook um, and, and sometimes authors hesitate to do that, which I understand because you've signed up with a publisher and they want to do all of the editions. Um, so, you know, if, if you're not going to publish straight to Amazon, it's good to ask them about getting access to your book editions, especially your ebook and ask them things like, you know, how can I do Amazon ads and how can I drop the price of, you know, my ebook and asking them questions like that, that really will show, how much you can, you know, control over your book. Yeah. I like that a lot because a huge part of this is the price point of your book. That is right after access. I would say that's one of the biggest hurdles that we deal with when people with publishers talk to us about a collaboration is that when I go and check out their book, it's just priced way out of the market, meaning it's priced way too high for what the typical readers for that genre or topic are are willing to spend as a general rule. Yeah. And so, and that's a huge problem. So like you said, Penny, having control over your ebook gives you the option to counter essentially the price that the publisher insists on putting on your print book. Right, right, exactly. And I think that, you know, we've seen enough publishers mismanage books when it comes to pricing in particular. And one reason that publishers often price books higher is because they know that authors typically buy the first 100 copies um, of their own book. That's just an, a statistic that's out there. And publishers often earn back the costs they incur for cover design, et cetera, um, especially if you're not paying them to publish your book on that first 100 copies. And so books that are priced higher, obviously they're going to make more money on that. And it's frustrating because I'm sure that's not something they actually tell you when they're signing you. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, essentially saying like, this is great. Yeah, just buy your hundred copies and we're good. We're kosher. Like everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the reality is there are hundreds of publishers and a spectrum of different ways they can go about selling their services, just like there are marketing companies. So we totally get it. But there's no set consistency based on the type of publisher or regulations about what they're allowed to offer and what what they're not, you know? So, I mean, it is about doing your due diligence, like you mentioned at the top of the show, you know, and you have to think beyond just getting the book out the door. I know that's hard because it is so much effort just to get it written. And then you, you get to the publishing stage and you're like, oh my gosh, like now I have to produce this book somehow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for a publisher and you want to find one that can support your success without taking away your ability to decide what's best for your book. And once it's released, you really have to plan and you have to ask, ask the smart questions, even though it's hard. You want to trust that they're just going to do everything in your best interest. But the reality is they're a business. They do things a certain way because it works for their business. And you have to be smart about that. 
Right, exactly. Because, you know, the issue is, is that if you have a bad book cover or if your book is overpriced or if you have really limited access to your books, it can make marketing very difficult, if not impossible. And we've seen a lot of authors stuck in situations like this enough that, you know, obviously we're dedicating an entire show to this topic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, we also want to point out that this is really critical for authors who want to publish a series. So whether it's a more what you think of as a series, like a fiction series or something like that, or even if you write nonfiction and plan to release multiple books for your topic or area of expertise like Penny does, you know, if you go with a publisher for your first book and you find out later that it's not a good match, you know, it happens. Spoiler alert, it's fine. <laughs> but, you know, that book can sometimes get stuck under a really a really tight contract that limits your ability to market your work for the rest of the series as well. You know, yeah. so if that one book, that first book gets stuck with a publisher because of the contract you signed, we have worked with authors that have been in this very same situation and it is extremely difficult, you know, for them to get their momentum going again, because it really ends up creating a big disconnect between book one and the future titles. You know, if, if you start exploring your other options and you decide that publisher doesn't work for you, if that book is stuck there, it's not impossible, but you just have to know that that's also a risk that you take by signing with a publisher too, is that, and again, not to sound like a broken record, but back to, you know, you have to plan multiple steps ahead and for the future of your books as well, when you're signing with that publisher, not just to get that checked off your list, to get that first book out the door. Yeah. Cause it's all very exciting. You know, when you get a publisher that wants to publish your book. And as I said at the beginning of the show, it feels like this cachet, right? Of, oh my gosh, I have a publisher for the book. But I think that, you know, in terms of interviewing publishers, ask them things like, if you will have access to your ebook, can you change up the keywords? Can you change up the ebook pricing, right? Um, and if, you know, so you can do pricing discounts and things like that. And I think also asking them, you know, how many drafts of the cover are you going to get? What happens if you don't like the cover that they create and get all of this in writing, absolutely get all of it in writing. And maybe it does, you know, maybe you don't necessarily have to get it in the contract, but definitely get it in email. Oh, that's so smart. Yes. Because that's another problem that we have when we, when people approach us and they say, okay, we want to work till it's like, okay, you could really, you know, we might, we're, we kind of suggest that you look into potentially updating the cover and they go, well, wait, my publisher did that for me. And they're just shocked that we would say that it's not going to, that it's not presenting their book in the best light. So I totally agree. That's, that's a really great thing to ask. Like you said, Penny, ask how many drafts you get, get it in writing. Uh, we do cover consults with authors, even who will come to us with with drafts of their cover concepts, whether it's from a cover designer or their publisher or whatever. And just so they can get a second opinion kind of from a marketing angle specifically. And it's just nice. There's, there's no such thing as having too much insight, right. Into something that is as big as a cover, something that can literally make or break your first impression with potential buyers. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely, that's absolutely true. And I think the final major issue is book rights, because if you're using a hybrid publisher or an indie publisher, you should not be signing away any of your book rights at all. And I think it's important to mention here that you want to find out how, how you get out of the contract, right? So if it doesn't, um, if they don't live up to your expectations, or maybe you want to move the book out of their system, whatever it is, 
ask them, you know, get that, get that cancellation in, in writing too. I think that's so true. It's kind of like dating, right? If things start to go south and you're like, nope, this isn't going to work. You want to be able to walk away with all your stuff that you showed up with. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Like, no questions asked. Give me my things. I'm going home. And I think that's that's a fair way to look at it. Honestly, you should be able to pivot and make decisions that you feel are best for your book. And I think that's the most important thing is that you know, as, as we've been talking about is that just making sure you are comfortable with the autonomy you have over your book at the end of the day. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I hope that you found this episode helpful. I mean, I want to just reiterate that there are a lot of really good publishers out there. We just want to make sure that you're picking the one that is going to help to best facilitate your success because at the end of the day, that's what we're all about. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Penny Sansberry and Amy Cornell, and this is the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Bye-bye.